Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our .5 episode. It has been several days since the moot, in which Roy Mindscape performed a little prank on the Sept of the Five Mirrors and the Sept of the Sacred Stone. The other pack members have gone to the Sacred Stone, while Cora and Dimitri have returned to the Five Mirrors, as they prepare several of the kinfolk for their long journeys to various Karens and Septs. They will be riding with several as they return to the Sept of the Sacred Stone via road trip, with Cora and Dimitri watching over them, conversing, and getting acquainted with their new relatives. Dimitri, Cora, the cars are uh, getting ready to go as Dimitri, you see Brian and his wife, Mallory, trying to close their last suitcase as they're chatting, excuse me, as they are uh, chatting with several of the other kin. I'll offer to help get that suitcase closed if it looks like they're having trouble. All right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, not as, uh, not as, uh, old, or not as strong as we used to, as they're fairly old. Dimitri, you recognize them for their granddaughter, Kelly, who used to play with you back at the Sept when you were still a pup. Aw, how sweet. <laughs> oh, Brian, Mallory, it, it is, it's good to see you again. Yeah, it's, it's good to see you too. Uh, we'll be heading off to the Hidden Glade, though, I think. Where's that? Um, it's in Boston. It's a, it's a Fiona Karen. Hmm. I, I will miss both of you. If, if I am ever, if I am ever over there, I will, I will be sure to visit, visit. Of course, as the back door swings open and Kelly springs out, the young six-year-old running up to Dimitri and grabbing him around the waist, going, why isn't Dimitri coming with us? Dimitri, we're not... You have to come with us. We have to play. I haven't seen you for so long, and now we can't play anymore. Coral raise her eyes at Dimitri. Well, like, what you gonna tell a girl? <laughs> well, Dimitri is gonna get down on one knee and hug Kelly back. And uh, when he lets go, he's going to tell her, well, I, I have... A lot of things I have to do here, and all kinds of new stories uh, to make. But when I see you again, I will tell all of them to you. Oh, okay. She kind of wipes her eyes. But Tim's going with you, so Tim gets to play with you, and I have to go somewhere else. Little whimpers of. Well, next time, when when I get a chance to visit, I will and. I and I will play with you and with nobody else. How does that? Promise. I promise. Okay. She kind of walks over as Mallory picks up the young girl. She gives kind of a oof, being one of the older grandparents in the Karen, and walks her back to the car. Susan comes out as she is another member of the Karen. She's come to your shop a couple times, once or twice, for you to help repair her car as she took it in for you to give you practice as well. She goes, all right, I guess this is, uh, this is goodbye, Dimitri. Oh, so it seems for now. Yeah. <sighs> well, good luck. Uh, if you're in the Hidden Glade, uh, just, yeah, look us up. We got relatives down there, so... I I plan on on doing so. If if I'm ever in the area, I will come and visit, say hello. And finally, Stuart comes up. Most of the other kin already have driven off. As he goes, all right, bud, you stay out of trouble, right? Stu, being one of the zookeepers at the institution that you were kept at until your first change, and he was one of the instrumental members that helped cover it up. Your first change. I I'll I'll try to stay out of trouble. I I won't make as big of a mess as as I did when uh, when we first met. 
All right, I'll hold you to that. I have a TV and the news, so I figure if you get into too much trouble, it'll make news somewhere. Well, that's possible, but I'll I'll try not to, so that you don't have anything to that you have to come have to come all this way to clean up. <laughs> oh. As he thinks for a moment, kind of gets misty-eyed, kind of smiles at you. You can make a little trouble for me to come out every now and then. I'll come up with something. Take care of yourself as he comes in for the hug. Oh, Demetrius gonna hug him back. As he gives you a big squeeze. Be safe. You too. As he looks over at Cora, take care of this one. I'll do my best. <laughs> as he kind of hops in the car and starts driving away, you see little Kelly throw out her head and wave. As she starts calling out, Bye, Dimitri! Bye! I'll miss you! Dimitri's gonna wave goodbye and yell out, I'll miss you too! As Eleanor kind of steps up, Cora, Dimitri... Hey, uh... uh, We're almost ready. I'm just helping the ones heading for uh, Peak of the Sentinel uh, out with a little bit. Yeah, do they need any more help? Uh, they're just getting a couple things set up, um, making a few calls. I know that uh, Sentinel Mountain Range can be a rough rough one for Kin, but it is a get, Karen, and so they felt that they'd be more at home there than at the Sacred Stone. Understandable. Uh, well, if they need any any help, let me know. Um, I'm willing to offer anything I can do. Yeah. Just going to say some parting words to... Uh, Barry and Lorraine, uh, they they lost their son in the raid on the Sep. He had just changed and uh, didn't even finish his rite of passage before he was uh, taken from mm. them. That's hard. Yeah. And then, uh, Dimitri, you'll probably want to say bye to Natalie. I know how you two liked your hunting trips. Oh, yes. Anyway, you coming, Cor? Yeah, yeah. I'll follow. And I'll come along to you. Alright. As you two follows, you see the last of the get kin kinda setting up. Several kids waiting in the car, other kin kinda looking over, nodding, looking kind looking hardened a bit. You see Barry and Lorraine kinda nodding, talking. Eleanor, take care of yourself. As they go in to hug her. Barry turns to Dimitri. Dimitri, didn't really know you that well, but I know you used to at least chat with Kristoff and would re-listen to some of the stories as he was getting taught, so in my book, you're all right, as he extends his hand out for the shake. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna return the shake and and say I I'll always remember your son. He he had a he had a wonderful future ahead of him as one of the get i know he hadn't chosen his tribe yet but i i could see that he was destined to be one of the get of fenrir barry gives kind of a sad smile and goes you damn right damn right oh whew. anyway uh we're almost done here uh just taking some Last looks around here at the five mirrors. It's really, it's a lovely Karen. And they've been quite nice to us. Uh, and I, I've known several of them for years at moots and things like that. So, but, oh shit, I'm rambling. <laughs> Not a problem. Natalie kind of starts talking to Dimitri going, Hey, you take care of yourself, okay? Um... Uh... I'll certainly, I'll try my best. You, you take care of yourself, too. Uh, I'll try, but uh, I hear Colorado's got some big woods, and you're not going to have me to f- uh, flush out any of the wildlife that you couldn't catch on your own because you were too lazy. Lazy, huh? Well, she says, looking at Dimitri. <laughs> not lazy, just out of practice. <laughs> Sounds like excuses. Uh, it's just a fancy way of saying unskilled. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm ever at the peak of the Sentinel, 
we'll have to go hunting again. And this time, I'll be flushing out okay. the tray for you. Good luck. I'm one hell of a sharpshooter. I'm also a fast runner. <laughs> Guess so. All right. Take care. As she kind of grabs him and kind of like sisterly grabs him and kind of like ruffles up his hair a little bit. Uh, Dimitri is going to chuckle as he straightens out his hair again because he has a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're off. Take care of yourself. Um, I can't believe this is, you know. <sighs> it. I'm I'm certain it's not going to be the last time we see each other. Oh, I know, I know. You, you Garu get around in more ways than one, but uh, more so. Yeah. And no, I'm not made of money, and I, I can't go into the Umbras, so I'm never going to be able to say hi to Kelly on the way to and from work as I see her walking towards the school bus. I, I won't be able to see Tim trying to play around and start making jokes like, or trying to make jokes like his father did. Uh, I'm not gonna see so many people that I've known for my whole life. And it's just a step, it's just, just a future I didn't quite imagine, you know? Uh, Dimitri's gonna nod and say, yes, I know, I, I know. Guy in the apocalypse is such an abstract concept for us, we don't usually see it. And then it comes knocking on your own door and you lose everyone. <sighs> Wish I was lucky as you, Dimitri, and was able to go through the change. If I had, I would have done some damage to those foul bastards. Uh, on on the bright side, I will I will do I will do that and then some to all of them. <laughs> all right, you, you guys take care. Cora, it was nice meeting you. Uh, Eleanor talked about you a bit, so it's nice to finally meet you. It's a, nice to meet you, too. Safe travels. Thanks. All right. Bye, you two. Bye. Goodbye. She turns away and gets in the car. As you watch the vehicle roll down the back roads near the Karen, off into the... off over the horizon to their new destiny. As you have two cars full of your own. Eleanor is Eleanor is accompanied by uh, Cassie Alstrom. Uh, she is she was the daughter of the elder. Uh, she has a son named Tim who is the cousin of Kelly. The next one is Tina Alstrom who is also the daughter of the elder. Uh, she's worked with you on several occasions, and she was actually a unofficial guardian of the Karen, Dimitri, and helped run a couple stealth missions nearby with you. She's also someone who bought you some of your t first tools for your shop. Oh, nice. Sounds like a badass. <laughs> <laughs> the next one who's coming is Randall Alstrom, who is the, the son of the Karen Elder who was Lance Blood Drinker Alstrom. Nice. And finally, the last three are Bonarkin, which include Mallory Swanson, who helped out a lot of the local homeless near the Karen so that they'd uh, be defended by yourself and the other Bonar who was at the Karen. Veronica McMillie, a trans woman who was a adopted by the rest of the Karen after she came out to her parents who were Kalokin, and they put her on the streets, which the Bonars then swooped in and helped her become Kenning. She's been to your shop a couple times to run errands for you, and she was the one who helped show you around the local uh, towns in rural Wisconsin to help you 
recognize when there were Kenning Bonarkin around. And finally, Barry Dufresne. He was the brother of Bart Vanishing Sight, the other Bonar in the Karen. He is one of the more spiritual kinfolk you know, and he seems to have a grasp of at least the academic side of some of the umbral things. This is your caravan, so to speak. Awesome. As Eleanor goes, all right, who's riding with who? Uh, well, I'm going to ride with you. <laughs> Sounds good. Dimitri, the uh, the three Bonars are going to be in the other car if you want to ride with them. Uh, sure, I'll ride with them. Cool, we're going to do... It's not too bad of a road trip. It'll only take about two days, but, you know, we'll make some stops, make some pit stops, grab some junk food along the way, as much as I know you two are probably not a fan of that, and, you know, crash at a hotel. Sounds like a plan. Sounds good to me. All right, let's go. As she jumps in the car and flings the passenger door open for Cora. I'll hop in. You hop in. The driver on your side is Randall. Dimitri, as he nods and motions at the door. Yeah, Dimitri's going to go ahead and and, uh, get in the car. As they close the doors and start driving off, as Eleanor turns on the radio, as a couple, you know, basic rock station plays as she goes, So, how long have you been, you know... How long has it been since my change? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Going on three? A little bit after three? Something around there? Oh, wow. Yeah. Impressive. Uh, I <laughs> guess it was around the time that you you disappeared. Your folks were really torn up about it. Yes. They were... Yeah. I poked my, my head in a couple times. Or once. Um, and... It wasn't pretty. <sighs> I'm sure it wasn't. Have you th- ever thought about actually reaching out? Um, I have thought about it, but then I remember um, my old packmate, her, her things kind of went downhill after she reached out to her father. No. And they- I don't want to put my family in that type of danger. Okay. Worm, worm got him, huh? To get to her? Yeah. And get, they did. I, I get it. So. I get it. I get it. Uh, I can always check up on them for you. I'll be in the area. I've already made the... I've already made the pitch. Uh, I'm going to be working as a security contractor at some of the military places, uh, given my past experience with the Marines. That would be fantastic if you could just, you know, look in from time to time and... Let me know how they're doing. I know that it'll be separately, of course, but yeah. I would appreciate it. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. No problem. Uh, Do you ever... What what else? Like, it's been a while. I don't know. You still still doing that powerlifting thing? I guess you have an unfair advantage now, but... (laughs) I have not competed since my change. Um haven't danced either unless I got more drunk than I thought I did at the Bonar moot (laughs) (laughs) it's a shame you were really good at it like I thought you could have gone to nationals in powerlifting I mean yeah but again it would be an extremely unfair advantage at this point you know (laughs) I guess so you want to make that a fair a fair competition (laughs) You just stay in Hamid form. <laughs> okay, but these curl, curl like flex with her like four strength. It's like these though, like kind of unfair competition. <laughs> okay, okay, killer. She goes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about guns. As she pulls down her sleeve, and she flexes as her biceps as big as yours. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just saying, the next time you want to just have an, you know, a fair competition, I'll let you go to Glabro and... Then... Oh, oh, fuck <laughs> you too. <laughs> I, 
I know I heard that you cry when you lose. Ooh. Ooh, who told you that? Ew. Oh, uh, oh, I can't remember. It was probably the the crow boy. The crow boy. Yeah, the one who made everyone laugh because he got a bunch of crows or oh, ravens. Yeah. Roy. Roy's a jackass. That's what Roy is. And I oh. Oh. As she's just to the beat of the song, like just going, I struck a nerve. <laughs> you did. You did. Oh. oh. Big fights with that one, he and I. Huh. Yeah, you were always so passive when I knew you. Looks like you really settled into the whole get role. Still trying to settle in. I think I think too much. Still. Oh, okay. But I'm working on it. (laughs) Gotcha. Meanwhile, Dimitri, you're in the car as the radio's kind of blasting. As Randall's kind of just picking up the speed, riding up close to... Eleanor doing kind of like the car wave back and forth thing as a joke to saying she's going too slow as she flashes her lights towards him as he goes So what's the sept like Dimitri? You've been there at least a little bit, right? Oh, sept of the sacred stone? Yeah. Seems like a from what I've seen a a group of very good people I I believe it's a child of Gaius sept but they're they're not that bad well, I heard that the hippies can get pretty rough when, you know, war comes a knocking. I'll believe it when I see it. I've heard enough from my father and my cousins that they just drag their feet when things need getting done. <laughs> I don't know. They they didn't drag their feet at at the moot. That's true. That's true. You got me there. <sighs> Ready to move on? Dimitri is going to pause for a moment as he thinks on that question and he's yeah and he says I want to but I feel like there's still some part of me that doesn't want to I can get that Uh, as Barry kind of hits up and taps you on the shoulder from behind going hey we all gotta learn to move on. It's the Bonar way. Veronica kind of smiles as she grabs you by the shoulder. She looks a bit haggard from the experience and all, but she nods and goes, "He's right, you know. We, it's, it's time. We gotta move on. It's what the tribe asks of us, even the kin. We've been." moving through tiny towns here and there, but it's time to get to a bigger city. See see how we can help. I hear that there's a... I did some research on my shitty-ass phone as she sh- turns the old, you know, decade-out-of-date smartphone towards you. It looks like they got a good... L- they got a couple LGBT youth programs uh, I might be able to get involved in, or at least you know, clean up and help with after I kind of get settled best I can, at least. And if you need any help with that, you just let me know. I will, I will. I don't think it's going to be that dangerous, though. Alright? Don't live up to the first half of your name, Dim, as she taps you on the forehead. Uh, is going to chuckle <laughs> and kind of, like, like, rub his like, rub his head, but not in a way like, oh, that hurt. More mm-hmm. like, haha, you got me. Oh, <laughs> uh, and he, yeah, he, he nods and says, I, I know it's time to move on, but I'll, I'll never forget everybody. Yeah, as everyone kind of gets kind of quiet. Yeah, me neither. Oh, fuck them, as Randall kind of calls out in disgust. Dimitri visibly, like, flinches a little at that, and then he's gonna kind of look ahead to the road, like, is is the other car doing something? No, as he turns up the radio, as you hear an ad for Good House 
now it's international. With our new facility located just off Highway 1, we're bringing hundreds of jobs to rural Americans. Dimitri is... His expression turns kind of sour and dark. As he goes, fuck. Pissing on their graves. If I... If I hear of them building anything over the sept, I'll burn it down. Alright, Dimitri, could I get a rage roll? Diff 5, please. I still have 7 rage, too. Oh no! Uh, you can spend willpower to stop this. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a willpower to stop it. Alright, as you catch yourself, as you feel your hands and your body shifting to Glabro, the seatbelt getting tight across your chest as everyone turns and starts like Randall slams on the brake. Cora, you see, and you and Eleanor see the brakes getting slammed as one of the doors flings open in the back as the car is going at maybe the car behind you is going maybe five miles an hour now. Fuck! What the fuck is happening? As she slams on the brakes. Cora, can you check it out? Yep, going. All right. Do you want to... Sh- it's still slowing down, so the car... You would take some damage leaving. Do you want to shift to Glabro just so you can soak it? Yeah. Rage or Stammer uh, well, Primal first, Urge? First, um... Is, is this, like, a busy street? No, it's still... Like, you're just getting off to, like, one of those highways that... In between towns. Okay, yeah, so there's not really anyone there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, Primal Urge or Rage? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, spend a point of rage to in- in- insta shift. Okay, you hit the pavement. Can I get a stamina roll, diff six, please? So you shift into Glabro as you hit the pavement. Your shirt kind of tears a little bit on your right shoulder as the pavement rips across your arm and you instantaneously heal it in your soak as you roll up as. You get up and the little last pieces of asphalt get pushed out of your skin as you start running towards the car. Randall is undoing his seatbelt before he catches himself and notices uh, that you are not going into full Krinos, Dimitri. As he goes, are you you okay? Cora, you whip around as you see the pale, ghostly complexion of Randall and of Randall Mallory Veronica and Barry just staring at Dimitri, who is sitting in his chair in Glabro form. And uh, Dimitri, as he's catching himself, he's going to try to undo his seatbelt and step out of the car for a moment. And out of character, what's the scenery like? Is it like, are there some trees or yeah, signs? It's, or yeah, it's near, it's by some trees. You're still, you're close to the park. You're out of the park limits. Uh of where the uh, Sept of the Five Mirrors is. Okay. And you are on Highway 2 going through another national park. There are trees all around you. The road, just a stretch of highway. The trees, a nice blend of deciduous and evergreens and a bit of a coating of shaggy grasses hanging beneath them. Okay. Um, as Dimitri gets out of the car, just while he's still pent up with rage, he's gonna try to run over to a tree that's kind of a little bit more away from the road so that it isn't like immediately visible. And he's gonna try to let out some let out some of that kind of leftover rage and punch a tree. Alright. You gonna spend rage for that then? Sure, if if I can. Yeah, so you can spend rage. Is your permanent rage above your temp rage? Uh no it is not. I have uh my permanent is four, my temp or, is sorry. seven. The opposite. So yeah, is your oh, temp rage yeah. above your permanent, then uh, you will get to spend a point of rage. You can spend up to half your rage, but after this, you will have to roll your rage to see if you frenzy. Okay. Um, could I? <laughs> could I mark off like two of my rage then? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So five instead of seven. I feel better about that. And as Dimitri 
punches the tree, he's gonna just shout a little bit. Just like a wordless shout. Like, oh. You frenzy. Oh my god. Unless you spend a point of willpower. I'll spend another point of willpower. As you give your shout and you shift into full Krinos as your claws rake through the tree and it comes crashing down. You good now? Uh, Dimitri is going to take a few very deep breaths as he just watches the tree fall down and... I, I think so. And he's going to shift back into Hamid. Okay. Cora raise an eyebrow at him and kind of nod and went back to the car. Better get going then. So you get back in the car and start driving. You guys travel for a good four hours before you kind of pull over to a nearby Endron gas station. They have a pretty big monopoly or close to monopoly here in the Midwest, as you well know. As you get the kind of smell of corruption in this place already. Eleanor turns to Cora, hands her a couple bucks, going, Could you get us some snacks, please? Uh, for both cars? I think you should walk uh, Dimitri around as well, just in case he doesn't, you know, she makes like a motion of rah. <laughs> Good impression. I will go get us some snacks. I will do it begrudgingly. Coral, hop out of the car and shout, Dimitri! Uh, yes? Let's go inside. Yes, let's go. I, I need to stretch my legs. Eleanor calls out, Hey, Dimitri! Yeah? Cheer this bitch up so she doesn't do everything begrudgingly. Madden Endron gas station. Gonna be begrudgingly whether you like it or not. Fucking pick your battles. I'm doing my best. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, I can see that as she does like this scratching her eye with the middle finger smiling at you. Coral turn around and walk away with her middle finger up in the air, waving it back at her. Bye. Bye. You two don't do anything I wouldn't do. Uh, not a lot. And uh, Dimitri is going to turn up with Cora. And as, you know, as they're, walking into the gas station. He's gonna mention you. Uh, you two seem to be getting along well. It sounded like you hadn't seen each other for a long time. Oh, yeah. It's been absolute ages. Um, before my change, even. Hmm. Uh, probably was it three or four years before my change? It's been quite a while. I mean, it's it's a trek to get up there. and So, we, don't get, we didn't get to see each other often, but it was a good time when we did. I'm... Um, I'm glad you could see her again, uh, even under the circumstances. I am too. Um, I didn't know that she was she's kin, so it's really nice to, you know, have blood relation. Isn't she part of your family? Wouldn't she? Wouldn't she be kin already? Oh yeah, my parents were callow. They didn't know anything about it. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they still are callow. Haven't heard anything of them died yet. Do you plan on never telling them? That's the plan for now. I want to keep them as safe as I can. Mm. I understand. The two of you enter the immaculately clean, like, almost disturbingly so, gas station. The rows of candy bars of various flavors, shapes, sizes. You're so your jumbo, your super jumbo, your triple jumbo, of course your healthy option, fat-free, mega buster gut candy bar, as well as your sugar-free option made with real coconut oil, along with Billy Bob's chips, of course, with the with the grinning hillbilly on the, the front missing teeth laughing maniacally with enough trans fats to clog the arteries of even the healthiest individual, with security cameras just hanging out of sight to where they seem unobtrusive, but they are always present, gleaming in every way, shape, and form upon you. The cashier is a young teenage teenager who seems to wear a perpetual smile with a slightly more grizzled slightly less cheerful looking manager who seems to be watching their every move and motion as you walk in and it gives that pleasant little ding 
electronically to try and simulate the old town feel. Gross. Let's get these snacks fast. The sooner we do, the happier I'll be. Bet you won't be as happy as him. Chorus is, uh, like, slightly inclining our head towards the cashier. He looks at you, his face still smiling, though it almost seems like he heard you. It's like a pair of fish hooks pulling his lips back into that kind of grin as he waves, and you hear the, Is there anything I can do for you today? Just getting some snacks. Oh, of course. If you need any recommendations, please don't hesitate to ask. We here at Endron want to make sure everyone gets the best experience on and off the road. Thanks, bud. And Dimitri's going to kind of sarcastically answer. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember that. Sure, no problem, as he kind of keeps smiling. Though you notice that the light in his eyes deadens even more than they already were. Anyway, you guys kind of grab your snacks as the cashier starts scanning them out, going, did you find everything you need? Every single thing. Awesome, super. Do you want a bag? That would be lovely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, here you go. You guys have a great day, right? Be safe on the road, okay? Actually, actually, I do have a question for you. Uh, yeah? um, what's what? Um, out of character, what does his name tag say? It says uh, Dave. And Dimitri's gonna put a hand on the counter, and he's gonna say, "Dave, aren't you tired of being nice?" Tired of being nice? No, not at all. As he's looking up, he, you see. Uh, can I get a perception alertness real quick? Diff. Sure. Seven. Uh, you notice that his eyes quickly glance up to the cameras and come back down to you with his continued smile. And Dimitri is just going to ask him, when are you going to rage? All right, sir. Here you go. As he keeps smiling. And Dimitri is going to be to say, okay, uh, have a nice day. As you guys kind of leave... Could I get an, one more perception alertness? Diff uh, diff eight from the both of you. Dimitri, you notice that the kid kind of moves a little bit. It looks like he, like it's a blind spot in the cameras as you see his face drop for a second as you see him look at the manager and do kind of like a crazy motion and subtly point outside before walking back into the camera's uh, view with his big smile. Clearly his... Where he is at all times is closely monitored as part of his position. But he also seems to have a respectable disdain of customers. Out of character, that's a big mood. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, seriously. (laughs) Um, As they're walking away and out of earshot, uh, Dimitri's going to make a small comment to Korra and say, I, I don't understand how humans can torture themselves like this, being in these places. When you don't have a lot of money, you take the jobs you can get. As you get past one of the pumps as it goes, as you're close to the car again, it goes doo-ding. Here at Endron, we care about the environment. We care about the earth. That's why Endron now has charging stations for all your electronic car needs. Did you know that Endron has been supporting green energy since 1995 with the acquisition of, as you get into the car as Eleanor starts like making a mocking motion with her hand. Come on, come on, get in, get in. I'm tired of this place. Coral roll her eyes at the at the sound and kind of just like slam her door a little bit and just like ugh. Dimitri, you get in with your companions as they they take the snacks. They they seem happy, but they're still a little off put given the earlier outburst. When finally Veronica speaks and goes, "Hey Dim," and she taps you on the chest. Yeah. So do you know any Bonars over at the Sacred Stone then, or are we starting from scratch? Actually, I, I know there's at least one, um, 
I I think you would like him. His name is his name is Steven. Oh yeah, what's he like? Uh, he's he's a metis. He's uh, an albino, uh, white all over. Oh okay, cool. And he actually taught me a song at the moot. And Dimitri is gonna give a grin. And uh, and as the car uh, reaches the road, uh, he's gonna kind of start to sing um, what Steven song. Um, I remember the name of it. It was like "My Tribe Is Trash" and that's the way I like it. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... Okay. And he's he's gonna try to get everybody to to sing along. As they they try and sing along, you see Randall roll his eyes, but he seems to be having at least a little bit of fun with it. And uh, Dimitri's gonna nudge Randall in the sh- in the shoulder and say, "Come on, Randall, I can't hear you." He goes, "Well, that's because my tribe isn't trash, Dimitri." We are the proud, as you hear the other three, get us, He's like, you're fucking right at we are. Okay, then instead of... Then you can say our tribe is trash. Okay, alright. I I think I can get behind that as he hits the accelerator a little bit. As you notice that he has inconspicuously left the radio off in your car for some time. I would say Dimitri has noticed, and he appreciates it. Cora, while you're driving with Eleanor, you hear an ad coming on. America the Beautiful, bastion of freedom and liberty, filled with simple folk doing their parts. That America is under attack, as streams of immigrants charge our borders to attack our way of life, and inner cities twist its denizens into wild animals, as all the while, the government refuses to stand with real Americans and instead chooses to attack the liberties we all enjoy. That's why here at Herculean Firearms, we stand for the Second Amendment. Our weapons are government-feared and civilian-approved. Here to help the average American fight against threats at home and abroad. Come check out our new Double Decker Superstore, located just off of I-80 and 10th Street here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Come test out the firearms that were so As you good, pick up you find them all the various coded messages is, in it. You got them legally. Gross. I want to do that ill. Like the people who are supplying these guns to you. <laughs> uh, you're wanting me to make a rage roll, aren't you? <laughs> it sounds like you need to make a rage roll. <laughs> it's diff five. It's still the Gibbous moon the next day. Come on, Sam, if Dimitri gets to make a rage roll, you should too. <laughs> oh, 6, D10, T8, T5. Oh, 5. Nice try. It's a Gibbous moon. The fuller Yay. the moon, the easier it is to frenzy. Yay. Hey! So, no frenzy. You're just mildly, you're just normal annoyed. Normal annoyed. <laughs> As. Or I'm sorry, it's not the next day, it's still the Givius Moon. At the same day as you guys pull in to a hotel, it's seedy as hell. As you hear some groans from a couple in the back as Eleanor goes, I know, I know. You know what, when you're made of money, you get the fucking hotel. Uh, Alright, bedding up early. Yeah. As you get in, you go, you go to bed. Next morning, there's a quote-unquote continental breakfast as it's mostly just burnt toast, slightly undercooked bacon, runny eggs, scrambled eggs, and the like. Though the people who run the motel seem nice enough, it's clear that they have a level of incompetence that would almost be endearing if it wasn't for the slop of breakfast that was laid before you. At least I'm used to raw meat. Chorus is taking a bite out of the bacon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, Dimitri's not gonna mind the uh, undercooked bacon at all. <laughs> Reminds me of home. <laughs> <laughs> 
as you guys kind of finish up as everyone looks kind of local. Alright, let's get going. We're almost there. Ah, uh, shit. As Eleanor opens the trunk as it reveals several of her weapons as they start stacking in uh, the bags that they brought in last night. Pretty. I like to think so. Can't shoot worth a damn, though. Not you. Me. Well, you know, we could always fix that. Wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. Thought mm. guns was all against your Garu religion. A lot of what I think is against the Garu religion. Oh. We have a blasphemer here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. As. Shut up. She says, like, kind of, like, nudges Eleanor. When you hear uh, Cassie kind of look over and Tim, the little kid, looks over and he goes, Is it because your claws aren't sharp enough? The little five-year-old asks. No. She'll get in the front seat of the car and slam the door. You hear some laughing as Cassie goes, Come on, Tim, as they get into the same car with you and Tim goes... Is it because you're short? No, and Tim. And your hands don't go far enough as he starts swinging them as Cassie's laughing, buckling him in. No, Tim. My hands will go pl- plenty far. Cora will just... Can I spend a point of willpower and just change Cora's eyes? That would be like- a point of willpower and you would have to make a... Uh, you would have to make a primal urge stamina roll because you used your last rage. Defeat. Mmm. Never mind, I'm not gonna do it. No, Tim. My short arms. Just cause I'm short. Nothing I can do about that. Yeah, I guess so. As he kinda smiles at you, innocently. Just like when you grow, you'll just stop growing one day. Whether your arms are short or long. You can't change that then. Yeah, but I'm gonna be, as he throws his arms out, huge! I'm going to be so tall, just like my dad. Is that so? Yeah. How big was your dad? Huge. He was like a mountain. I know he was at least taller than you. He was taller than Mom, too. Taller than Eleanor. Taller than Eleanor? That's really tall. Eleanor sitting at her five foot six. Yeah. Massive. (laughs) Well, Tim, I think that we need to, you know... Hush up a little bit now, so Eleanor can focus on the road. What do you think? But I'm not talking to Eleanor, I'm talking to you. I know, but if we're talking too loud, then it might distract her. Oh no, I'm not distracted. Fuck you, Eleanor. (laughs) (laughs) As she kind of whispers back, language, Cora. Uh Uh-huh. Let's drive. (laughs) As the convoy keeps going, Tim is just telling pretty nonsensical stories about school and things like that. As you hear Cassie kind of just laughing to herself as she kind of leans into Cora and goes, I think he likes you. Yeah? (laughs) I couldn't imagine why. Hey, Cora? Hey, Cora! 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 What's up, Tim? Were you in a Saturday morning cartoon? No. I. Why would you think I was in a Saturday morning cartoon? Because your neck scar is so cool! It's the only explanation to why a girl would be that cool. Really? Well, you know what? I got this neck scar in a big fight. Yeah, like an action scary. cartoon. Like an action cartoon. So you are an action hero. Exactly tried to lie, Cora. You tried to lie. Did you know lying is bad? My mom says that we shouldn't tell lies, especially grown-ups shouldn't tell lies to kids. That's why she told me that daddy was a rag... Ragunbash. Rankin's bass. Yeah. A Rankin's bass. You know those Rankin's bass? They're, They're tricky. They're tricky. And you know what? I wasn't trying to lie. You know, as a, you know, those action superheroes, sometimes we have to keep secrets and sometimes we can't tell the whole story. You know, we have secret identities. Oh. Yeah, so I need you to shh, 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 shh. don't tell anyone. Yeah, right? no, won't tell anyone. 
Okay, you're just you were just so smart, you pulled it right out of me. Okay? Yeah, as the car keeps going, hearing more various ads, some some companies you've heard of, some you have not. A various marketing ploys, various, you know, the weird awkward back and forth that try to use local colloquialisms to seem more like relatable to the area, but it's just uncanny valley. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, as you're getting closer, as you see the mountains, you see Mallory like, Dimitri, is that that where we're going? As you see the mountains starting to crest the horizon. Uh, Dimitri's gonna say, yes, that's, that's where we're going. Oh, wow. It's gorgeous. Damn it. Now I feel like I gotta call you Dim too. Why didn't you tell us it was this pretty? I would have, it would have worked away at least some of the, the homesickness. I, wow. I wanted to, I, I wanted it to be a surprise. <laughs> I guess so. What are you, a ragabosh now? Last I checked, no. After the two days, you guys start pulling into the near the Karen. Eleanor's already gotten an apartment for herself, as well as the Alstrom siblings. Now, and finally, Dimitri, you're able to introduce Mallory, Veronica, and Barry to Stephen as he shows them where the local homeless go, as well as a couple places the kinfolk know where to go in the wilderness to be defended by their Garu relatives. The road trip was fun, as you got to learn more about your close relatives, as Eleanor has already asked to become a guardian of the Karen and help protect it. The others wanting to do various jobs, including being keepers, and taking up volunteer positions at Garden of the Gods Visitor Center to periodically clean up the park as a cover for their septly duties. And we will see how the rest of this plays out next time. Thank you to everyone who listened. We will catch you in that next episode. Bye. <laughs>